Hey everyone, you are listening to Medical Melanin, a podcast for all things medical. This is your host, Dr. Dominique Carey, family nurse practitioner, bringing you all kinds of things related to medicine, nursing practice, the professional field, and more. Hey, it's Dr. Dominique Carey, and this is a new episode of medical melanin. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's been a while since I recorded an episode because I record in batches and so I have not edited in like a month and this feels so strange to get back into. But I am very excited for this episode. I am bringing you Rachel Davila and she's a family nurse practitioner from North Carolina and the owner of the Concrete Rose Med Spa in North Carolina. She actually has two locations. Um, I actually linked with her via TikTok and if you personally know me, you know I'm a TikTok girly. I'm not good at content, but I love to go down the rabbit holes on TikTok. And so I found her or she found me and we linked up and I'm very excited to share her knowledge with you guys. I love following her content. She owns her med spa, which um, I believe started as just IV hydration, but she has other services now. And she also holds conferences for nurses like her and me who are interested in getting into that business and kind of gives them several steps up into entering that world. So let me shut up and let's get into the episode. Okay, well, my name is Rachel Davila. I'm a family nurse practitioner, and I'm also the owner of the Concrete Roads uh, Medical Spa in Charlotte, North Carolina. So what is your nursing um, background as far as like your education and where you worked prior to your own business? So I received my bachelor's degree um, from Jefferson College Health Sciences in Roanoke, Virginia. That was in 2012. Um, and then from there, I worked in various various places, uh, med surge, I did labor and delivery, um, urgent cares, um, occupational health, but most of my time was spent in oncology. Um, I spent my, most of my years in oncology, and then I went back to school um, to get my MP degree uh, from Purdue University, and I graduated with that in at the end of 2019. So Purdue, like Indiana, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's where I live. So I didn't go oh, to Purdue, really? I, Yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just making sure that's what I, <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah, so I did the um, online program through Purdue. Um, of course, you know, the clinical stuff we had to do in person, but most, the majority of it was online, which I loved. Yes, I did the same kind of program. Um, and the clinicals, of course, are in person, but everything else was online. It was very flexible. Yeah, so that's what I loved about it. You could definitely manage it, you know, with, with working. It was still, of course, very hard, but it was more manageable. Have you worked like primary care, family practice at all, or you kind of went straight into your business? Um, so I've worked um, as far as like just for CV, like CVS Minute Clinic, so kind of like urgent care, but I did that off of a contract. So when I finished, um, when I passed my MP boards, I was in a really weird time because it was during COVID. And um I mean, even still right now, finding a job for MPs is really difficult um, in Charlotte. But um, for at that point, it was more so like you were, MPs were getting hired as like um, on contracts, not necessarily full time. So I worked there um, for a contract for about six months. And then after that, I have been searching for an MP job for a while and I was not able to find one. Um, it seems like everyone wanted um, MPs that had at least two years of experience. So it was very, very difficult. And at that time during COVID, I feel like everyone was looking for RNs. So I worked um, a lot as a travel RN during COVID at that time. And they were making, you know, very good money at that time as well. 
So I just, I worked as a travel nurse for most of that. And then I decided I did not want to do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I got um, very burnt out during COVID. Um, And then I looked into the world of being a nurse entrepreneur and um, started from there. And I started with IV hydration and um, from there created a business. And then since then I've added um, a few more services on from then. And then I also teach, um, right now I teach clinicals and lab. I'm adjunct faculty at ECPI University in Charlotte. So I also oh, do okay. that. Week. Yeah. So I love teaching. I teach as well outside of my business. So I teach, um, some clinicals and then I also have like an online lecture course for a nurse practitioner program. Oh, nice. Really so nice. I think I love it's that. a nice, it's a nice, it's not a side job because it's actually my full-time job, but it's so flexible to do with other things. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. And I didn't have yeah. a great experience in, in my bachelor's program in nursing school. So I feel like trying to give students, um, you know, somewhat of a better experience um, than what I had. I feel like it's, it's rewarding too. And, you know, absolutely. To see- absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, being with them. I love being in the hospital in a way that I'm not required to work there, but I, I feel like I keep all my skills fresh okay. and I stay like in touch with just like what updates are coming and um, yeah. like so many things. Yes. I love, so, I love it. Yes. So why hi, IV hydration? Like why was that your first go-to when you thought of being an entrepreneur? Um, so basically it's kind of, wasn't something that I was, I was kind of just researching, um, I started off on YouTube and looked on there and, um, looked at the different businesses nurses can start. And, um, I remember I had seen a video about IV hydration and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Um, and I, you know, I've done IVs for years. I feel good with them. And I was like, let me, let me, you know, see what this is about. So I went somewhere in Charlotte and got my, um, got an IV drip, IV drip from there. And I was like, you know, I can see myself doing this. Um, so from there I took an IV hydration, uh, I took actually two business courses for IV hydration. And then, um, at that point I had a partner that wanted to do it with me and RN wanted to do it with me. And so me and her started together. And then, um, over time, which is probably one of the challenges I faced, um, she did not want to add any services onto our business. So we ended up splitting ways, um, because she just wanted it to be strictly IV hydration. And then I ended up adding on um, aesthetics and chemical peels and things like that. Okay. Yeah, no, I definitely think you can always, I mean, that's some stuff I do. So I think branching is great. I mean, there's just so many things we can do. I get overwhelmed because I'm like, I have to stop like really back in because I want to do this and this and this. <laughs> so I definitely understand expanding. Yes. It's so true. Sometimes I have to stop myself. I'm like, you know, I, I want to be really, really, really great at every single thing that I do. But sometimes it's like, it's easier to do that if you're limiting it to, you know, a little bit at a time, then grow, you know, as you go on. Right. Did you start at a, like with a brick and mortar or were you doing mobile? So I started um, mobile, um, just doing like concierge um, stuff, going to people's houses. I went to like events, like 5k races, gym, different gyms. I would go and set up a table at um, and then I did that for about six months or so. And then I ended up renting a suite out from a gym owner, uh, which worked very well with the IV hydration portion um, of that. So I was able to get some clients from the gym owner. And then f- I stayed there for about probably like six or so months at that location. Then I was able to get my own um, salon suite 
uh, there's a place here called Salons by JC. They have, I mean, different salon names um, throughout the U.S., but it, it was really nice. I was able to get my own area, and I'm with like 40 other business owners in that building. But they're oh, all, wow. yeah, it's really nice. You get to network, network with each other. Yeah, I think I'm kind of in the process of finding a new location. I started in like, it's a private office suite thing, but it's like tucked in the like back of a building that doesn't have good visibility and there's no one else over there. So I'm kind of looking to be more um, like centrally located with other providers of different sorts and have better visibility. Yeah, and that's that's a great idea. Um, where I'm where I'm at is a lot of estheticians, and I've been working very well with estheticians. So I'm able to send them clients. They're able to send me clients, and it's a really good um, you know, networking thing to do. Do you have staff, or is it just you? So right now I have um two PRN nurses. Um, so I actually have right now I have two I have two suites. So I have one in Charlotte, and I have one in Gastonia, North Carolina, which is like 35, 40 minutes from me. Um, which one of my PR nurses, she actually works there. And um, one of her best friends owns a really nice um, hair salon out there in Gastonia. So we were able to rent a suite from from her in the back of her salon, which worked out amazing because um, a lot of women are coming in and out of there. Um, so we're able to network with a lot of their clients. So she is a PRN nurse, but she is solely working from Gastonia from that location. Um, then I have an, um, one more other PR nurse. She helps me mostly with like IV hydration things. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of also at that stage. Like, okay, I need to bring people on <laughs> uh, to help. So that, <laughs> that's something on my mind. <laughs> it has helped me substantially. I mean, I'm, I was very blessed to find two nurses that, I mean, have been amazing. They've been with me since the beginning, since I first started. And um they just, I've been so blessed to find two nurses that have the same, you know, vision as I do, the same, um, you know, mindset. And um, actually one of my nurses at the one in Gastonia, she promotes, she honestly does a lot of marketing, which of course is not required of her to do, but she does a lot of marketing for herself, um, which she's able to find a lot of clients through, which is amazing. Yeah, that definitely helps. Are they, do you pay like per IV? I see a lot of people say like, I just, you know, I pay per IV or they have more of like a salary. So they get paid per service. So like if they, they okay. get different paid, depending on if it's like an IV drip, if it's a, if it's a mobile IV drip, they get paid more. Um, if, it's, if it's a, you know, IM injection, if, if it's a, my one in Gastonia, she does Botox as well as filler. So she gets paid differently mm. based off the service. Okay. Yeah. That's what I've kind of seen be like more of the norm. So I've yeah. kind of looked into that. Because hourly, yeah. you know, sometimes it can be a huge gap. Um, and right. doesn't pay to pay someone hourly if nothing's going on, you know? Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely hard, like starting out because like even now, like I'm busier, but IVs aren't, at least for the IV part, um, aren't as busy. Um, yeah. and so they're like hit and miss, like I have a rush and then I'll have none for like a couple of weeks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like that in a lot of places. I have, um, two friends in Florida that do the same thing and they tell me the same thing. I, we text each other and say, your IV is going, you know, it's going slower than it picks up. It just goes through like uh, phases, like waves of people coming at the same time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's sometimes it's nerve wracking because I'm like, okay, like, I don't know if this is going well. And then all of a sudden I'll get people come like, okay, so it's wanted. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So as far as the, so you teach classes. 
for the IVs, right? Like our conference yes. kind of thing. Yes. I teach um, other nurses, like basically it's like a IV hydration startup class. So how to start your business from scratch, basically. So how often have you been doing those? Um, so I started my doing on my own this past year with my, my, my second one is coming up in May, but before that I was, um, going to other classes. So I have, again, my friend in Florida, um, Christina with holistic energy, which I go, she did about five classes, I think last year. So I went to all five of hers and kind of spoke in her classes, but they weren't necessarily my classes. It was kind of like helping me get ready for my own classes. Um, so I was helping her with those. And also I have a friend Fatima in Greenville, North Carolina, South Carolina, and, um, she does classes as well. So I was going to her classes, um, in different areas in different States. So I was basically helping them with their classes, but it wasn't my own until last, until January, I did my first one on my own. Cause to me, that's nerve wracking. Cause I feel like, I feel <laughs> like I know nothing to share with anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> It is so nerve wracking. And my friends were telling me, oh, you teach in school. And I was like, it's different. It's so different. <laughs> it's such a different experience. But um, I had a lot of fun with it. I was very nervous um, in the morning when I first started. But after I kind of got the, the energy of the room, um, it, it felt good because I had amazing students that day in the room and they were just so eager, eager to learn, asked great questions, were so engaged. And it just made the whole day like, you know, feel so much better. Um, so after like the first like 15 minutes, I kind of like, you know, breathe a little bit and was able to relax <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and then it went, you know, went really well from there. But I think it's just the anticipation. You know, when you do something for the first time, you're you're going to be nervous no matter what. Um, right. You know, the first time. But it was amazing. Um, and just hearing their whys, like we went around the room in the, in the morning to do introductions and hearing their whys and just seeing the common theme. Uh, with nurses from different areas you know we, we all basically are going through the same thing they all feel the same way they feel the burnout from the hospital um that it's so crazy no matter what state they're in it's like they all have um the same story i yeah. noticed that too yeah and, and it doesn't matter what state they're, they're in it's just um it, it's all over the u.s um it makes me nervous for healthcare, really um because if something doesn't change within healthcare, I don't, I don't know where this, this is going to go, you know? Yeah. I just, I had an interview or like a, you know, a recording earlier and we, I mean, we talked about the same thing, um, the burnout and the lack of care for your staff as nurses and nurses leaving this field. And there's like nothing, it's like they're doubling down instead of correcting the issue. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand what hospitals are trying to do because I mean they just they get travelers to come in, but it's like you know you're paying these travelers so much more than keeping your um, floor staff happy to begin with, you know. Right. I understand the, the theory in that it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I I have no I I don't know. I would be very interested to be in the room because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, I mean I've worked places and I've heard other stories. You know, I work. 13, 14 hours and didn't get any kind of break, you know, or could not take a break. Um, and then people always, you know, if you're not nursing, they're like, well, how, why didn't you just make yourself take a break? And sometimes you truly cannot, you truly just right. cannot have the time to do it. Not if you want to actually take care of your patients, you know, so it makes it really hard to, and I've worked in some hospitals where it was much better. Um, when I was traveling, I worked in Boston and they had a really good system down so nurses were able to take a break. We were, I was actually able to take an hour break, which was like unheard of for me. Wow. <laughs> yes, it was amazing. And we had um, 
someone that would hold our phone during that hour and it was truly uninterrupted. Like if we wanted to step outside, we could. And it, it made a huge difference for me because um, when I came back for the ha second half of my shift, I felt like I couldn't think, you know, I felt like my mind was clear, you know, I felt relaxed and now I can finish the rest of my shift, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been in the break room and had a physician come down and I'm looking at them like I'm <laughs> literally eating my food. I don't know why we're talking. <laughs> exactly. exactly. They do not care at all. No, so. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see where um, where it goes, but I, I'm happy to be, at, every time I go to clinicals, I'm always like, I'm so glad I'm only here for clinicals. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Every single, yeah, every single time I go back to the hospital and I feel really bad for the new grads going in there because I feel like on the floor now, it's truly new grads teaching new grads. Um, yeah, the there's floor. no seniority. Yeah, at all. Um, and it's just, it's scary. I was, I tell my family all the time, like, we need to take care of ourselves so we don't go to the hospital <laughs> because that is not where I want to be. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is. It's, um, there's, there's so many either travel, so they're not new, but they're new to this, this floor or this hospital. And then just new all over like brand new nurses in the hospital. Exactly. Exactly. When I'm teaching so, the nurses now, I try to tell them, you know, try to be, try to be, of course, you're going to need help at some point, but try to be independent as you can, because sometimes there may not be people to help you in the way that you need it. You know, unfortunately, it's just how it is. Oh, I mean, I literally had that conversation today. I had a student who was like very like down and we had a heart to heart. And, um, you know, she's like, my nurse wouldn't answer any of my questions. And I'm like, well, one, you just kind of have to build tough skin because that's just kind of how it is. But I'm like, this is why like they do care plans. And I'm like, I won't give you the answer because I want you to, to at least try and find it because that's half of what nursing is, is you have to be resourceful and you have to know how and where to look for stuff to try and find the right answer. Exactly. Try and figure it out. It's so true. I mean, I'm thankful that like when I was a new grad, I felt like I had you know, some good mentors on my floor, some good nurses that helped me, but I, I feel nervous for the new grads coming out. I really do. Yeah, it is. A, um, it's a sad time. Yeah. So in your, in your classes that you're teaching for IVs, what can your participants like expect? What's on the schedule of, or the itinerary? So in the morning, basically we introduce ourselves. Um, everyone, you know, says their background in nursing, you know, why they're here. And then we go into mindset. Because I believe that mindset has a lot to do uh, with starting a business. If you're not in the right <laughs> mindset to do it at that time, um, you will let fear consume you and stop you. Um, so we talk a lot about mindset. And then we go into um, IV hydration, the, the steps of how to start a business, you know, how to open your LLC, um, about IV hydration, um, you know, brick and mortar versus mobile, the different options you can do, um, everything with IV hydration. Um, we talk, we have a speaker that comes about, talks about business credit. Um, I have someone that comes and talks about mental health and entrepreneurship. Um, someone from Olympia pharmacy comes one of the reps. So they talk about, um, all the vitamins and what they do and the ordering process, how to get started with them. And then, um, I'm skipping one thing. I thought there's someone else that comes, I can't remember who it was, but <laughs> someone else comes. And then, um, we end the day by doing our own. IV drips on each other. So they will um, get, the, everyone who comes will receive, receive an IV drip as well as perform an IV um, vitamin drip on someone else in the classroom. And then they also get oh, a book wow. with like 
everything that, that they need to know because you know when they get home they're gonna feel like oh well you know what what did I just do today <laughs> you know it's a lot in one day so they have a booklet um, that has everything that they need when they get home um, a checklist what to do where to start a checklist of like all the supplies that they need um, the different companies they can order from charting EMR stuff um, and then also has like samples of consents uh, policies and procedures all that stuff that they can use when they start their business. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's great. I also really love the, not that it's not related, but like the mental health part and the mindset. I think that is so great. I think we do live in a time now where everyone's like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur or you can be an entrepreneur and you can, but I don't think there's enough discussion about what that truly means about how like you're never off the clock and you can't just do it for the money. Like you have to enjoy what you're doing. Yes, truly do. And that was one of the hardest things, um, for me, because when you don't have anyone else telling you what to do, um, you have to really do really great with time management as well, because I feel like I'm, I'm a procrastinator at heart. That's how I've been all through nursing school. And I've learned quickly that I cannot procrastinate um, because no one's telling me what, what, you know, when my deadline is. I'm telling myself when my deadline is. Um, so that's something that I had struggled with in the beginning, but now I've gotten a lot better. But in the beginning, that was something I had to give, um, check myself on. Um, you will, you will truly find your weaknesses in the beginning, I should say, (laughs) (laughs) and it humbles you. It really does humble you. And, um, you just know what you need to work on and be open to that, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Is your state very clear on regulations? I feel like here in Indiana, there's so much gray area when it comes to, um, especially IVs, um, because we're talking about now and I, I I don't like to poke the bear, as I say, and call and talk to people because exactly. I feel like it draws a, it draws attention to you, and I don't want you looking at me. Exactly. But I'm like some states. Some states have really good like guidelines, and then others, I there's nothing. I know. So um, I would say mine's somewhere in the middle, where I don't think it's great guidelines, but it's definitely definitely better than most states. I know it's better than Florida. Florida to me has very gray, <laughs> very very gray areas um, about what they can do and what they can't do, but. Um, as far as North Carolina, the only thing that's kind of gray is like the LPN situation because um, they, I have seen some areas where it says LPNs um, can do IVs if they're certified to do IVs. But then I've also worked with LPNs in the hospital who do IVs who are not. So I'm kind of confused by that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just confused as far as like where the LPN stands in that area. I had that exact same question last year when I started. I even emailed the board and they, I, I did eat, reach out to them this time and they told me that they could not answer my question. So I was very confused as to why they couldn't answer my question. <laughs> but I also have worked in the hospital with LPNs. And so yes. obviously they do, they do IVs. I don't know that they have a different certificate. And I'm like, okay, exactly. I, I don't know. It's so confusing to me. And I also, in my, in my school, we have an RM program and LPN program. And sometimes I will teach lab for the LPNs and they have, you know, IV insertion as a lab skill. So I'm like, we're teaching them <laughs> how to do it. So I'm kind of, you know, I don't understand where, where the line is there as far as LPNs being able to do IVs. Cause I, I've gotten different answers. Yeah. I also taught at a program that had LPN program and they did, they did IVs also. So I just, it frustrates me because I feel like you're going to tell me when I'm wrong and I'm going to be disciplined at the board and I don't ever want to get there, but you won't tell me before I make a mistake. Exactly. It's so strange. Yeah. I, I don't understand. 
I know. I feel like the hospital, they do what they need to do to survive, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if, you know, sometimes you see things there, you're like, I don't know if I should go off of that. Let me just, you know, try to research it instead. <laughs> do you, does your hospital or like the hospital you go in, do they still use LPNs pretty regularly, like equal on the floor with RNs? Um, not, not many. So when I was working through my travel contracts, I saw more LPNs, but where I'm at now in my current hospital with my students, I don't see hardly any LPNs, um, anymore. So I feel like they're kind of weeding them out unless you, well, unless you were an LPN that had been working there for a while, it kind of got like grandfathered in, but, um, I don't think they're hiring any more LPNs in the hospital. Yeah. I, when I was, I was a tech or a CNA. And so I know at, at that hospital, they did not hire them. And then I, when I went to the floor, I actually worked at a different hospital and we had LPNs. I worked side by side. And then they started limiting them a bit um, while I was still there. And then the hospital I'm at now for clinicals, they don't have them. And actually that hospital doesn't even, they hire RNs with two-year degrees, but they have to be getting a four-year degree. Like they have like so many years to get a four-year degree. Oh, okay. So they have to be on some sort of plan. Yeah, it's very, um, like, they're very big on the BSN. Wow. So, I don't know. And, of course, they offer tuition reimbursement, but there's always a catch. I mean, you're signing a contract. It's not like it's just free. Exactly. I know. I feel like I try to encourage people to go the RN route from the beginning, if if they can. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, that's what I did. I'm glad. I mean, I definitely see financial aspects of people like here you know we have a community college you can get your two-year um and then worry about the rest and I mean it works for some you know for some and so whatever works for you but there is just a lot of more freedom in your field in your career if you go ahead and get the BSN yes definitely so what services outside of the IVs did you did you say you added on um, so I, the first one I added on was um, Chemical Peels um, through through the company VI Peels. And I love that company because they provide a lot of training, um, you know, a lot of information about the different peels. There's different ones based on your skin type and what your skin needs. Um, so I love, love the Chemical Peels. And then I also added on um, doing Botox injections and um, filler as well. And I am looking into adding on, I think I... So this on yours that you have um, medical weight loss. I do want to eventually add that on and testosterone therapy, but I have not looked into that world yet, but I really want to do that in the future. Oh yeah. The, I think weight loss, weight loss is my number one. And I, that's kind of how I got started was because I was on my own weight loss journey. Um, and so I, uh, my aunt is also a nurse practitioner and she was like, I'm going to open a clinic. So I said, okay, I think this will be a good time. So we kind of worked not together, like we have our own clinics, but they're like down top of each other. Um, oh, and yeah, it's very consistent with the weight loss. That is amazing. Yeah, I've seen a lot of um, people who have added that portion to their, um, you know, to their clinics and so many of their, their patients, they're, it's, they have amazing results. It's very inspiring, you know? Um, yeah. People's, you know, life change, you know, based off that help. So some people just definitely just need that assistance and guidance, which is great. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think the only thing that I, I guess that you mentioned, like the filler scares me so bad. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) afraid to do it. So filler, it does scare me as well. So just as far as filler, I have only two areas that I do, but my nurse, my RN, she actually has more experience with filler than I do. I'm more of a Botox girl. (laughs) Um, So I enjoy doing Botox more. 
But um, my nurse is able to do a lot more areas with filler. I just strictly stick with lips and nasolabial folds. That's my two areas that I feel okay with. And I'm, I'm there. That's where I'm at right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, the insurance is so much higher. And I'm like, I'm, I'm contorting someone's face. I'm like, oh no, I don't know. I, I need a lot. If I ever do it, I need a lot of training and comfort talks because no. I it nerve wreck. Even Botox. I mean, I do Botox. I only do uh, frown, forehead, and crow's feet. And even yeah. that, like, every time I'm, I'm like, oh God, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. That's how I think all of us feel, in the, you know, in the beginning, for sure. I just, I love doing the um, Botox. It's so funny because my nurse, she's actually the opposite of me. She prefers to do filler and not Botox because she prefers to see the results right right then. And I'm like, I'm right. okay with two weeks and seeing the before and after. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm okay with that. But she says that she, if she feels better seeing the results immediately. So I right. Guess yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I guess, I, yeah, I understand that. I'm always just like, we can do a touch up and it's included. So if I need more, exactly. that's fine. <laughs> exactly I, yeah I always tell people start start low we can always add more we can't take away <laughs> yeah I I'm it's comfort I mean I know other people feel that way I'm just always like in my head I'm in here by myself I'm like okay you know what you're doing yes exactly sometimes we just have to remind ourselves you know that that we got this <laughs> right right so what kind of conferences have you done outside of I know you said you did your, went to your friends last year because I have not done any conferences and I'm always looking and I'm like, oh no, I won't go. And I don't know which one to pick. And I, I want to, because one, I want to like use my business and travel and go somewhere nice and do a conference, but I just can't pull the plug, it seems, to, on actually doing it. Yeah. Um, as far as like um, aesthetics, they have a lot more options for those, but they're more pricey, um, which I don't enjoy. So I've been <laughs> relying on my drug reps to invite me to things. So so basically for my rep for, well, my rep for filler, I use um, Revenise Versa and I have an amazing rep um, through them. And they, they invited me to two different conferences last year um, where I got a lot more education, which was amazing. Um, but and then also um, I use Botox and I use Zeoman and Javo. So I have, I haven't gone to many with Allergan, but I've gone, um, Mertz had a training um, which was amazing to do. So I tried to talk to my reps a lot and ask them about anything coming up. And even if I have to drive far to go to it, I will just because, um, usually those are a lot more affordable to go to some, um, aesthetic conferences I've seen, they're just, I don't know. It's just like mind blowing how much they're charging to go to these things. Um, I wanted to right. go to one in Las Vegas and I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna wait, um, to do that. But as far as IV hydration, um, there's a lot in Florida for that. Um, so Orlando, I went to one called Ivy Hydration Biz, Biz Bash, and I think they do it twice a year um, in Orlando. But it was it was pretty good, it was more so marketing, um, which was great because I feel like you know you can always learn more about marketing. Um, but it was, it was really good to see and network with other nurses and MPs that do the same thing, you know. Cause there's not, yeah. there's not many people doing the same thing. So it's really nice to meet other people from different areas and see how they're doing. Yeah, I definitely want to network. I mean, the podcast has definitely helped me network and get out of my shell because I'm not good at that. So <laughs> I, I definitely want to go to conferences and like just do it and network and like meet other people and see what they're doing. Um, and the marketing piece like is very big. So obviously uh, we connected through TikTok and I am like working on that because <laughs> I am not that great, but 
Um, <laughs> how do you feel like using TikTok or whatever other platforms you use for your marketing? Yeah, so um, so TikTok is not my favorite. I'm I'm on TikTok really because um, I know that there's so much value in TikTok that I did not step into. So the reason why I'm, Instagram is my comfort platform. I like Instagram. I I'm I know Instagram pretty well, and I feel good with it. But um, TikTok is not. I still don't know as much as I want to know about TikTok. But um, when I went to one of my friend's classes for IV hydration, she had like. 25, I think, students in her IV hydration class. And we went around the room and she asked everyone how they knew they found her. And like 20 out of her 25 students found her on TikTok. And after that, yeah. I was like, old. <laughs> I was like, I need to right. go. Um, and then even in her next class, again, it was like, you know, almost like almost the whole class again had found her on TikTok. And I just think that you're able to reach the audience you're trying to reach more on TikTok than you are on other platforms. Um, so I guess TikTok just kind of figures out your algorithm. Like if you're a nurse, they'll push you with other nurses, um, which I love. So I, I do want to push myself more <laughs> to do more TikToks. I'm not into like the little fun dance things. I'm not really into that, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm into, you know, just like talking or educating or things like that. And some of the other fun stuff I like to do, but I'm trying to get better at it. Um, sometimes, you know, just not in the mood to be on camera, you know, on the camera doing TikToks. But when I am in the mood, I try to do batch content. So I try to create um, five or six things in a row and then post them at different times. So that way it kind of helps me as far as like keep, keeping up with posting. Yeah, it's so hard. I keep like toying with, do I need to just pay someone to help me with social media because and marketing because I, I don't know that I'm super creative anyways. And then <laughs> the schedule and I have an app that, you know, posts to, you can schedule and it posts to all your platforms at yeah. once. So that does help, but uh, it is, it's like, it's a job. And so <laughs> you make like a 60 second vehicle. I know you make a 60 second uh, video and it took you three hours. Yes. And it drives me, this is what drives me crazy the most. When I spend so long to make a video and then it doesn't get that many views. And then I do one that, that takes, you know, a minute to make, and then I get all the views and, and engagement. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I so much time working on this other one. Go look at my other one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think TikTok, the only thing about TikTok, I feel like it is like a much genu more genuine audience like it is like the most humblest videos you can make like you're looking terrible or like just something like unrelated to whatever you're trying to market and it it like goes crazy and then you're actually focused and it's nothing yeah it's so true and the audience on tiktok they're a lot more supportive i feel like even when you read other comments on videos um it's like everyone wants everyone to win which I love about TikTok um Instagram can be a little harsh <laughs> <laughs> yes yes I I'm really getting back into Instagram like I used to use Instagram for like I mean personal for years and then I don't know when I just stopped getting on there like I always have my account but I like went years without even really looking at it I don't know something something changed in like the feed or something and I was like I don't look at this so I'm trying to get better at Instagram yes I know they've changed their algorithm a lot it's it's very different now it is so, so yeah I don't know one of my goals this year <laughs> <laughs> yeah so talking about goals what are some of your I know you talked about adding services you just said TikTok like uh, yeah. and you already have another site another like location so that's like that's great so I don't know what other thing you could possibly be thinking of doing but is there other goals that you have 
Um, as far as like short term, like as far as like in the next year, I would like to, um, you know, do a lot more marketing. Like, I guess I should say intentional marketing. Um, I haven't used other forms of marketing other than social media. Um, just cause I, you know, social media is free and I would just try to create, you know, content off of there, but I do want to try to, um, find other ways of marketing. Cause you know, in nursing school, we don't learn any of this, you know, at all. Right. So <laughs> it's really hard, but I do want to find out, um, you know, other ways of marketing and, and networking with other, other businesses. Um, I've, I've done really well marketing with other gym owners, um, personal trainers and things like that, that has helped a lot. And also estheticians. So I definitely want to want to, uh, you know, and I'm not the most, I'm a little introverted. So, you know, going out to people's businesses and just introducing myself and telling them what I do and trying to meet people, um, it's a little out of my comfort zone, but I'm getting better at it. So I definitely want to continue to do that. Um, because if not being a business owner, you have to, you truly have to, uh, put yourself out there for sure. And that was, a little yeah, bit. I, <laughs> I have done like a lot of speaking and I hate public speaking. And like this last year I have been like asked to talk and I have to talk, like I have something on April 1st, I have to do a presentation. And then I know I have another one like in May for this like women's luncheon. And I hate public speaking. <laughs> Same way. Same way. <laughs> so I definitely understand. I understand that. It's getting out of her comfort zone for sure. But, um, you know, the more times you do it, I feel like it gets a little bit better, but it's still, you know, still nerve wracking for sure. And then like another goal I want to do is, of course, I want to be more mindful of my, um, I guess I should say profit, like as far as like income, what's ingoing and outgoing uh, expenses. So I hired an accountant this year, which I did not have before. And she is a amazing, she's a godsend gift because <laughs> I, when I was trying to do stuff on QuickBooks, I mean, I would just get so lost and I, I'm like, just forget it. I'm just going to minimize this and come back in another day and I'll just give up. And she's now in charge of my QuickBooks and she does my bookkeeping and it's, a, it's really nice having someone kind of check in with you once a month and letting you know, like, this is what you did good this month. This is what you can improve. Um, you know, you're spending too much on these supplies. Maybe we can cut here. Maybe we can do this. Because sometimes it's, it's like when you're owning your business, it's like you truly can't wear every single hat. Um, right. And I felt like in my first, um, my first year, I was kind of just like, yeah, I'm having, you know, I have business, I have customers, that's great. But I truly didn't know, like, how much am I truly profiting every single, you know what I mean? Like, I needed to get better with my numbers. And to me, if that's not fun, I don't enjoy that part. So I need, I need to find someone who enjoys it to explain to me what's going on. Um, so I had to delegate that. And I think it was a really good decision. To oh, do. yeah, I, I like bounce back and forth on it. I use QuickBooks also. And for now I'm doing okay. But I, at some point, like, I know that'll be like a big girl step <laughs> to get an accountant. Yes, yes. I just, I just felt like I, um, you know, was trying my best, but I feel like I truly, I feel like what's the point of, you know, if you're having a business, if you truly don't know, if you're truly, you know, making the best profit, the best, the best financial decisions for yourself. Um, so I need, I needed it. I know that I needed someone to like, check in on me and hold me accountable to, Hey, this month, what, what do we do? You know, what do we spend on? What do we um, make? What do we, do we do better with Botox? Do we do better with filler? Um, and just kind of compare that stuff. It, it's, it really has helped me a lot. And it, and it helps you to create goals too. I feel like when you have to tell someone else, okay, my goal for this month is this, you know, that accountability, that definitely, that's, that's something I need to 
I need to work on. I did, this is tomorrow will be one year of me being open. And so I, thank you. I guess I should say like today is February 28th. So I just won't be posted (laughs) on that timeline, but yeah, so I've been open a year and I mean, I think I, I mean, I think I did really well for the first year. And so, um, I'm very thankful for that, but I do want to grow to whatever my fullest potential is. Yes, that is amazing. Thanks, thanks, thanks. I, uh, I like, I didn't even. I just started paying myself this year. I worked three jobs yeah. pretty much most of last year, including like mine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's how my first year when I started too. I was doing um, three different things, and then I was able to drop one, um, one thing. But now, and now I'm doing my business full time. And then I'm also teaching um, two days a week. But I mean, I truly love teaching. So I don't think I'm ever going to stop doing that ever. But you know, it's just something I really love to do. So yeah, I think if you love it, you should. I mean, I mean, you're doing it part time, you can kind of choose like, if you want to take a break and come back. But yeah, I think if you love it, I definitely that's what you need. in the in the profession for teaching is having a passion with the students to help whoever our next nurses are. Yes, definitely. For sure. I feel like teaching has given me the, the most, the happiest I've been in the nursing field. Do you know what I mean? Um, I have love, of course, taking care of my patients, but being able to teach the future nurses and, you know, encourage them and, you know, just be a positive, <laughs> positive nurse they see in life, um, you know, has been very rewarding. For sure. I've had students like reach out to me after they graduate and just, you know, give me updates on what they're doing. And it's just very rewarding to see them grow. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any plans? Like, have you ever thought like, oh, I'm going to go like do some like specified training, I guess, in, in education? Because I do feel like that's the one thing when I started teaching, I, I was completely unprepared to teach. Like I have the skill set, but I don't know any of the teaching stuff that they teach you in that in that tract of the master's program. Have you ever yeah. thought about doing any any certifications? I've thought about it before, but I feel like I've just been like this past year has just been so busy with trying to do everything with the business. But I feel like eventually I would like to do that just so I can get, you know, uh, feedback on that and learning from that because we never, I did never did the education part of, you know, of the nursing program. So it's just, you're kind of trying to teach them the best you can, but I never had any formal training on that, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that is hard. Cause it's like, you think like, okay, like, okay, I know, I know how to be a nurse, but there is so <laughs> much in the education side that I like, at least at my program, they start talking about like curriculum and our, um, like our domain and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, it's going over my head because I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a lot. It's a lot of information for sure. So I do like to ask everyone, um, what is a piece of advice you would give to anyone listening? So I think that the main thing, the model that I always tell myself in my head <laughs> almost, you know, every week really is um, don't let fear stop you from whatever it is that you want to do. Um, so my model is to do, do it scared. So do it anyway. Aww. So even if you're still scared, do it scared. So like, don't ever wait. Don't wait for the fear to leave because sometimes it doesn't leave but you can still do it. So I, I think- love that. <laughs> so I think that sometimes we wait for like this perfect moment. Cause I feel like there's a lot of things that I was so scared to start a business. I was so scared to start, you know, even my ivory hydration business, even Botox, definitely. I was terrified, you know, but 
I was, I knew that I had the education for, I've done the trainings and I said, you know what, I'm going to do it scared. I'm not going to wait for the fear to leave because I think sometimes we wait for fear to leave and it may be years before that, or may not ever leave. And that shouldn't right. um, stop someone from doing what they want to do. So I love that. <laughs> yeah. You need to put that on a shirt and a mug. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do love that. I, I talked to someone um, like a week or so ago and we were just talking about like how uncomfortableness is a good thing because that's typically when we're growing. Um, and so we have to like push through that. So that, I mean, same thing with doing it scared. Like we're fearful of the unknown or we're uncomfortable because we're stepping outside of our box, but that is typically a good sign. Exactly. It really is. And I feel like the best, I've read this quote before, but the best things in life on the other side of fear um, you know, we never know what that is unless we just push ourselves to go through it. And I always think to myself, what's the worst that could possibly happen, right? <laughs> so like, right. even when I'm scared to talk in front of, you know, a big group, I'm like, what's the worst that could possibly happen? I get stuck for a second and, you know, mess my words up and then I'll recover. You know what I mean? But what's truly the worst that could happen? Um, and that usually seems to calm me down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's, I do. I really do love that. I'm going to have to like put that in my head. So um I do. I really like that. That's very motivational. So <laughs> you're welcome. Where can people find you? What are your socials or um, website or everything that you would like people to know? Um, so on my, my website for my business is on the concrete rose And my Instagram is the concrete rose underscore med spa. Um, and then my personal Instagram, which I do a lot of my like IV hydration teachings and things like that is Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, um, two underscores, F-N-P. So, and then from there, you can see all my other um, stuff on my link tree to get to any other links from there. Um, but that's my most interactive way to reach me on my platforms. Okay, great. Yeah, see, I'm not to the link tree level. I don't even have one of those yet because <laughs> I don't have, I'm like, what do I put on a link tree? I don't know when you do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But yes, any nurses that have any questions, I would love for you to reach out to me and DM me anything, anytime. Um, I'd love to hear from the other nurses. So feel free to message me. All right, you guys. So I hope you enjoyed Rachel's episode. You can definitely check her out mostly on Instagram, but she also is on TikTok. But I'm going to drop her um, Instagram handles here. And I'll also put some more information in the show notes. So you can find her on Instagram at Rachel two underscores FNP or at the concrete rose underscore med spa. Um, and those pretty much have links to all of her link trees or um, websites and anything else you would like to know about her. Also, I will highly recommend that you look up one of her classes if you are a nurse and you're interested into getting into the IV hydration business or um, the med spa side of it or any actual parts. Honestly, the class can help you do so much more than just IVs. So definitely check her out if you are going to be in any of the areas that she's holding classes. I have thought about doing classes and I again like I said in the episode I'm mortified terrified of doing that I just uh, I don't know I always feel like I'm not an expert in my topic so I'm not there yet I'm very proud of her um, and I just want to shout out now that I 
I'm adding this outro in after I've done this recording and she is engaged and having a baby. And so I'm just very excited for her and all of those new blessings to come in her life. And I just hope that this podcast shows you that no matter what you're trying to do, whether you're just, you know, working a regular job, you're working for yourself, you can do all of those things and have a family and enjoy life. And so if you take nothing else from this episode and the podcast, just realize that there's so many opportunities out there and so much that you could be doing. So I have a question for my listeners. I want to do like mini episodes because obviously I post every other week Fridays and I think I would like to post in between that um, like a mini episode. So I don't know, like what should I do? I kind of want to do something that's not necessarily medically related. I don't know. I I have so many ideas, but I want to know what you want to hear. So tell me what you want and I'm going to start working on it. Um, But in the meantime, remember, you can always follow along with me. Um, I'm at Rejuvenate Muncie on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And you can always check out the website, www.rejuvenatemuncie.com. There's links to the podcast and all of the platforms there, and also more information about myself and my clinic. So this is me signing off of Medical Melanin. You guys have a great day. (laughs) 